1: Hey there, AfterBuzz fans. Welcome to another edition of Spotlight On. I'm your host, Megan Salinas, and joining me for a wonderful follow-up, David DeSantos. Hey there. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Welcome back to AfterBuzz. Thanks for
2: having me. It's no, a pleasure.
1: Absolutely. It's our pleasure. We really appreciate you Let's not. The time. Let's not
2: having our first fight about whose pleasure it is. It's you're right.
1: <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: That's good. It's good to see you.
1: Good, it's very ha- we are very happy to have you here Thanks. today. And for those of you uh who are watching live, we are actually gonna be keeping an eye on Twitter. If you use the hashtag spotlight on, we will uh you can go ahead and submit your questions. We will be keeping an eye on that. So if you have any questions for David, let us know. I'm gonna go ahead and take this time to remind you guys that if you haven't already, go please go to iTunes, subscribe, go to uh afterbuzztv.com on YouTube, subscribe, we're on SoundCloud. Go Go to all those places, subscribe, leave a comment, let us know what you think of our shows. We really appreciate it. So, David, also, if people want to tweet at you directly, uh, do you have a Twitter handle? Uh, Yes,
2: Ashland DeSantos, uh, as in the city in Oregon, Ashland, A-S-H-L-A-N-D, then my last name, yeah.
1: So there that's a fun little story it's a Fun there. little story.
2: I was a company member at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival and um I had been uh I guess against uh Twitter for a while I didn't quite understand it. Um and and then someone said, "Oh, if you don't learn Twitter, you're not going to know how to do everything else." And so I was working up at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival and I was like, "Well, what do I call myself? I'm living in Ashland, uh, Ashland De Santos and and there you have it." And then Instagram is the same and, you know, there you go.
1: All those, films. yeah, I, I was the exact same way. I did not want to get a Twitter. Uh, but then once you get it, it, kind of gets a little addicting. It gets right?
2: addicting. And then, and then you get to fault like Sarah Silverman and I, I uh, Steve Amiri. There are some, there's a couple, there's this one, the, the fat Jewish. I don't know. He's on Instagram and Twitter. It's probably the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever, like these daily <laughs> things. Um, and, and you just realize nowadays that uh, the communication, the accessibility of, people it globally is it's pretty impressive you know i was just on an episode of castle that i shot uh about a month ago it aired last last week called the wrong stuff i played uh george reyes um in the mar there's a mars uh uh mo- mars motif um and i'm accused of murder and i you know sent one little thing on twitter uh, excited to be on castle tonight like a hundred and sixty retweets, two hundred some odd favorites, and and it just kept happening throughout the day. And I and then people are having conversation with me in Portuguese, and I'm just going, "This is I get it, I get you, it." I you
1: start worrying that steam is going to start coming exactly. out of your phone and it's going like, to short circuit. What is that heat going on in my pocket? You know. So you have been very busy since the last time you've been uh, here at AfterBuzz. You just mentioned Castle. What yeah. was it like getting to work on that show? Uh, it,
2: it was it was a such a well oiled machine. Um, you know, there I I was on episode fifteen or sixteen of season seven, so I think that means it was like episode one hundred and fifty something that they've been on and you could feel that uh everyone just gets to work the preparation is uh pretty intense but you just show up you do your thing stana and and nathan were incredible to work with um and uh i one one funny little thing that i did realize when you're in an interrogation uh, set up with um, the leads of a show your chair is just a little bit shorter than their chair oh. that's, that's a little uh, <laughs> a little little something little actor thing that I just found out so um stana um was just a smidge uh in a what would you say um uh superior position as she was interrogating me for murder but it, you know
1: that makes a lot of sense, actually, just from a framing perspective. Absolutely,
2: George, uh, John Wayne, that uh, the w- when he was shooting um, his uh, scenes in the westerns, they would build the door frames smaller so that he had to duck under. So he always,
1: <laughs> so he always looked taller, he looked a
2: little taller than he always was. So.
1: That's really cool. So
2: Stana actually is six foot seven, is what she looks like. Wow, or not. <laughs>
1: They just build the doors a little smaller. Yeah, exactly. Now, I know a lot, Nathan Fillion in particular has a really big following. Yeah. That that show is very very popular. That one, and
2: then before it, was Firefly. Also, was huge cult following as well.
1: Yeah, a lot of brown coats out
2: there. Yeah.
1: With um, when you got the part for Castle, were yeah. you at all nervous because it it does says it does have such a big following?
2: Yeah. Um, it, more uh, it, more excitement. Uh, I had. Um, done a nice little recurring thing on general hospital last year for a little while, which is such a fun, uh, fun meet medium to work in. Um, and so getting to do another ABC show, uh, and also an ABC show that has, um, such a, uh, uh, following. Yeah. But there's also this love for the show. They're treated really well. Um, and so, it was just a pleasure to work there. I was a, the first take. They call it the um, what do they call it? The pancake take. Pancake. Yeah, because you know when you're making pancakes and the first <laughs> one's always pretty uh, oblong, and you kind of get a little screwy. So my first <laughs> take was the pancake take, definitely of the day. But then we had three or four great takes. I was I worked for forty seven minutes. It was an incredible day. <laughs> Honestly, and and what showed last week on the episode was really good. It's good.
1: That's good to hear. Yeah. Now, because they've been doing it for so long, you said it's like a well-oiled machine. Do they take time to kind of joke around, or is everybody kind of like serious business until until the job is done?
2: Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, I can I can probably tell this story then. Um, so uh, my chair made a little sound when my jeans um, moved over it and it, it it was a sound similar to say um, a fart
1: <laughs> oh no
2: <laughs> And uh, so I noticed it at one point um, in between takes and um, I think when we had turned the camera around on Destana um, I sat down in the chair and it made the noise and she said uh, was that you? and I <laughs> said yeah I'm just really comfortable here now So, and she goes oh that's good um, and we laughed about it for a second she said um you have to do that during my take. <laughs> and I said, no, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Um So we do this first take her close up and I don't do it. I just can't because we're staying in the moment. And then we say, she says cut or the director says cut. And uh she looks at me and she goes, why didn't you do it? I go, son, I can't. Like, <laughs> we're like, she goes, trust me, I'll take, I'll take the heat if there's ever an issue. We've already done your coverage. Like just, do it and she says do it on the line before you say that uh, that you didn't kill her or something <laughs> and I just went alright I mean okay so we set up the shot action and we do the thing and there's this pause before I say uh, I, kill, I, I, I didn't kill her and uh, I very lightly graze my leg and it goes
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I put my head down and we still play the scene Stana doesn't break. <laughs> camera guy, the boom operator starts like puts his head down, turns out I couldn't see them, but the camera operators behind me had to drop their heads, and there was this little inside joke. And when it was over, it was this. What it, what I got from it was uh, even in complete professionalism, they're still an opportunity to um, not take yourself so seriously. And I come from a theater background. I've been in, uh have been doing plays my whole life. And there, it's okay to still be human. Like, you know, what if, what if I'm, that George Reyes is interrogating and has gas? <laughs> why, why not? Like, why would that stop? So that's for that particular take. Uh, <laughs> my character had gas and He's still human still human <laughs> you know i had to eat you know before beforehand so so I, when i watched it I, I when i when i watched it last week i thought to myself is there a moment where <laughs> will we catch it so i don't know that would have been really again.
1: funny if like maybe they'd changed the audio a little bit just but that a little had, bit if that had been the take that they went with <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that'll make it onto the blooper reality. Yeah, you
2: know, the thing is, it's it's there. There's there is a there is a take on her coverage that of uh, she said that there was she got just a little uh, she didn't break it all, but there was just a little um, light in her eyes. <laughs> just a little moment. And I'm sure the moment was, Oh my god, he really did it.
1: <laughs> Sucker <laughs> So that, that sounds like it was a lot of fun to work yeah. on. Um, what other things have you been keeping busy with since you were here?
2: I've got, uh, the, the Red Road is going to be premiering in, 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 just a couple of, well, I don't have the exact date, but check your local listings. It's coming in April, mid-April, I think, for, uh, on the Sundance channel. And we shot that in Atlanta, um, last, um uh, september or something a handful of episodes um it's only got an an eight episode season i'm recurring on that show as stanley hoff i i I run a um uh construction firm that that um uh jason momoa's character is is is, uh, connected to so i can really say about about it but it's that was fantastic um what was great about that is, is, you know, working with Sundance Channel. This was their first scripted television show and, and, uh, speaking of Twitter and Instagram, like they used, uh, because of Jason Momoa's, um, uh, huge presence with Game of Thrones, they used Twitter and Instagram as a way to promote this show. Um, cause season one had a good following, but they knew that if they used, uh, Social media in a way that everyone who was in love with the size of his chest and <laughs> and, and and that amazing beard, but also his his great presence, and he's be Aquaman soon as well. That they could capitalize on it, and and I I think it's going to benefit. I think we're going to have a really good season. That's cool.
1: exciting. So yeah. without giving anything away, because yeah. I know that's always the tough part, especially with NDAs, there's not a yeah. ton that you can talk about. Right. But what can you talk about this well, next season? Sure.
2: Well, I play a human.
1: <laughs> that's good. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, I play a. I play a human. A um, human
1: who does human, things, who on does a human basis. things
2: on on regular On a regular basis. Sometimes... Um, Uh, sometimes I, I keep a secret. Uh, sometimes I try to get a secret from another human. Uh, yeah. I, what else can I, I say about it? I mean, I, I think, um, not
1: any, not a ton. Not not a ton. Can you talk a little bit about what it's like actually recording for the show? Because maybe you can't give away any plot points, but you can talk about what it's like working with the cast.
2: Yeah, they were. Everyone was just so happy to be part of. Uh, again, because of Sundance was so excited to have a second season and really put such um, a uh, put all their backing into it was everyone knew that they were part of something special in the same way when i when i shot uh when i did ray donovan last year was you knew you were part of a show that people cared about you know and so that was the 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 same with this that there was this um brotherhood in a way plus we were all shooting a lot of exteriors in atlanta georgia and um the weather is a little uh interesting <laughs> it's just a little interesting so it, it there's a camaraderie <laughs> that happens
1: you said it was the tail end of uh september then so that's yeah. still kind of in the summer air it era.
2: was still it was still Ugh. it was it was it was uh it was sticky it was <laughs> sticky you, you know, I would talk to some of the um makeup people and you know they were saying you know, cuz some of the walking their friends were on walking dead and uh you think about being in full prosthetic in the middle <laughs> zombie of zombie gear. Pull full zombie gear uh for sixteen hours in um in the the swamps of Atlanta. Pretty intense. So we were good. We were we were just wearing uh uh clothes like humans wearing clothes and and uh, that's it. At
1: least we're not like those guys. Yeah, right?
2: <laughs> and and I there is uh there was a scene where Momoa um was shirtless. I can probably say that.
1: That's definitely I, a good thing,
2: I'm sure I can say that. i I hope I didn't I'm not in trouble for saying that. He's shirtless you know? um,
1: just gonna tweet that just, out.
2: <laughs> I think he already did Instagram pictures of it anyway. so there are there it's all right.
1: that's good. I wanted to talk to you, I I know you talked a little bit about it last time you were here, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about When the Game Stands Tall. Sure. You talked a little bit about being on that one. I wanted to know, um, since it's an adaptation of a book by the same name, I wanted to know if there was a lot of pressure with... Being in a work that's an adaptation rather than just something that's an original work, just on its own.
2: Question: Um, Neil, uh, who who wrote the book, was actually on set every single day. Um, He uh, was he helped. uh, He was one of the screenwriters of the of of the actual feature, Neil Hayes, and uh, and I mean, not only was Neil Hayes there, but um, two of the original. Coaches, um, I can't remember the two gentlemen's names were actually uh, consulting producers and they were on set as well. Coach Latticer came out to the, the, the story was about he came out with uh, with Terry um, Edson. And so we never felt like we were, what would be the word um, stepping on any toes? Like it, it felt because we had so many of the actual people that were on set every day that um, we were telling the, the, the right story
1: it felt like they were behind you, Absolutely. not against you.
2: <clears throat> Absolutely. And before, um, before we had started production, I got a chance to call um, uh, Mike Blasquise was the part that I, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this last time I was here, but we, we talked for um, a couple hours um uh, let me let me say that again he he talked for a couple hours and i got a chance to listen to his story about how he uh became the assistant or the head trainer for for the uh Dallas Al Spartans and so th- th- i was able to e- e- even though not all the stuff that i was that i shot made it into the film i was still able to honor a a, a man who um Still, you know, uh, who was so grateful to be part of the experience. It was, it was pretty special. It's pretty special.
1: That's awesome that you got to actually talk to him about it. Cause yeah. a lot of people don't get that opportunity.
2: Yeah. And, and he's, uh, he's, he's up at uh, Berkeley right now. He's been at Cal as the, their conditioning training coach for years. Uh, I guess I'm like 150 pounds lighter than him. <laughs> <clears throat> he was a bodybuilder. Not to say that I'm not, overweight, but but he's a bodybuilder, man, the whole deal. And it's all muscle. All muscle, you know, squatting 600 pounds and stuff. And so when the actual coaches came, Terry uh, Edson and Bob Latticer, and they saw that I was playing their <laughs> assistant coach, Mike Blasquez, <clears throat> Terry Edson looked at me and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> And I went, I know, I'm a little... <laughs> A little off, a little bit. He's like, no, no, it's good, man. It's 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 fine. It's fine. He's just a lot bigger, and I I I laughed with him, but it was still an honor to.
1: He's the type of guy that they don't have to make the door smaller. It's no,
2: he no, he pushes. He's like Hulk. He just knocks the the, the walls down and walks through. You know,
1: that's great. Given the message of the film, I was yeah. wondering uh, what advice you would like to give to young men and women aspiring to follow their dreams and just be better.
2: Oh, wow. What a great question. Um, i I had, I was lucky, fortunate enough to have a mom who, uh, uh, never stopped saying that I could do whatever I wanted. Um, and that when I, uh, and I've surrounded myself thankfully with other artists and friends and photographers and musicians who believe that it's a necessity to be an artist. Um, and that if, if I'm able to take the timeline out of it, cause we all, a lot of us get really stuck on how long it's going to take. Right. What's that? That little saying, if I, if you don't learn to play the piano, like someone says, I don't know how long is it going to take me to learn to Mm -hmm. play a, 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 a Mozart piece. If I don't know how to play the same amount of time as if you never learned how to play. And, uh, so I took the timeline out of it, um, a long time ago. And so, because there's, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So there's this feeling of, it's all fantastic. And, um, like being able to make a living as an actor—it's all I ever wanted to do when I was a kid—and so I always think, if my ten-year-old self were to look at me today, and and would my ten-year-old self think you're doing you're doing what you said you would do? And so I, I for me, to actually answer the question, it's like if your ten-year-old self, and maybe if some of your viewers are a little bit younger you know, that'll make a little more sense as they get older. But if the 10 year old self can look at you now and go, wow, well done, then that's pretty cool.
1: I agree. I think that's a really good thing for, for people of all ages to take away.
2: Absolutely. Cool. Now
1: you said that you knew exactly what you wanted to do when you were 10. I, I always like, to ask about that Eureka <clears throat> moment. Like, what is the moment where the, the light bulb flashed and you're like, that's what I want to do? All right,
2: so I'm, I'm a student at Pinecrest Elementary, which is here <laughs> um, at Sherman Way in uh, Hazeltine. We're doing Set Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <clears throat> Here's a question. I know you've only known me a short period of time. Maybe uh, there's we have another view, uh, listener who's in the uh, studio. Maybe he might be able to chime in. What dwarf do you think I played? Grumpy. (laughs)
0: Yes! Well done!
2: I mean, yeah. So I was grumpy. My mom said it was typecasting. And we did our production at Walter Reed Junior High. Uh, A full audience of parents and whoever is in the audience. In my imagination, it was totally sold out. There was probably (laughs) 35 people there. But Jessica Plotin played, uh, played Snow. And, uh, all the dwarfs were sitting in, uh, chairs at the front of the stage. I had a basin of water, um, a little, little, little wash basin or something on my lap. And she, uh, she kissed, um, bashful, dopey, sneezy, sleepy, doc. Grumpy. Well, I'm the last one, but so she kissed oh. all of them on their forehead. I'm the la- I'm in the last chair. You know, one, two, three, four, five, six, and then and then she pushed my face into the water. <laughs> oh. Thank you. That's- that was and that's the response, though. Uh, the, all the audience, all the parents were they laughed and and they went oh and and, and it was genuine. And I'm sure I had some grumpy move, uh, you know, response, but I heard the laughter and i was like i'm in (laughs) i'm screwed now this is it this is i I, i'm sorry mom but this is what i'm gonna chase now for the rest of my life um a girl to push my face into a <laughs> tub of water. Uh, and, and, and it hasn't happened since yet. So maybe you could pour this on me.
1: Or something? I, I wouldn't want to get the mic wet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good one. They'd, they'd
1: yell at me if I did.
2: But that was it. That was, that was the, the thing. But my, my, uh, my grand, my great grandfather was the first, um, president of the Directors Guild Association and he, he, he made a, um, the first 3D movie um, about um, Venus Virgins. It was a black and white movie in like 1951 or f- something like that. It's all on YouTube. <laughs> um, all nine separated into nine pieces, but Arthur Hilton was his name and he was a this great director and my grandma was a film editor and uh, my grandpa was a, a chemist in film labs and my dad. Um, I got to meet Leonard Nimoy once. Because my my father was the uh, assistant editor on Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock, which was the one that Leonard Nimoy directed. And I got to see a screening at Paramount, um, a director's cut prior to any of the stuff with uh, Mr. Nimoy, whoever was the editor at the time, my dad and me. There were four of us in the screening room at Paramount watching... uh, I just thought that was the coolest thing in the world, um, so I. I'd I think been, there are a lot
1: of people who would agree with you. Yeah, I
2: was pretty. I, I was maybe eight or 10, nine. I, I was very young, so I didn't. I don't think I quite grasped the levity, or the or the gravity. The gravity, really, what it was. <laughs> I, I don't think I. Until I got older, I was like, dude, I got to hang out with Mister <laughs> Spock in a private screening room with him. His movie. Um so my whole life has sort of been sort of pushed um to be able to be around some really cool artists. You know, now,
1: now having that kind of not only um surrounding yourself with all artists of all different kinds, yeah. your family does have that really well rounded background for post production yeah. and directing. Do you think it's important for people to be well rounded to be a better actor?
2: I think we get um the two, two sides to it. It's nice to be able to know how it's all assembled. You know, it's nice to know that when, when we know how a movie is made to, and, and understand our part as an actor, what's required of us. But also to know that, like, if you see, um, The Hobbit, for example, the last one, which was so good, but you watch the credits at the end and there are, you know, well over 1500 men and women who made that movie possible. And the only people you saw were the 17 or 25 actual cast members, but that there are seven to 10 people behind each and every one of them to make that possible. Um, We used to say that at the Oregon Shakespeare festival, that for every actor that you see on stage, there's five people behind them that make it possible for that person to be um, to say their lines, whether it's a dresser, who helps them with their quick changes or it's the person who made the wig or it's the guy who's running the spotlight or it's the assistant stage manager who's calling stuff. Like we forget that even on castle, there were just three of us in the room, you know, Stana, Nathan and me acting, but there were 17 other people that were making it possible. And you're like, um, so when, when you do that, you, it, it, you, you can honor the whole, um, the the art form you know and being able to have a film editor in the family it has screwed things up a little bit for me cuz i watch <laughs> things a little more um
1: maybe uh, critically
2: a little bit sometimes but that's good cuz i i i um i understand how important it is to Assem- uh, uh, assemble a good movie, you know. It's so not cool.
1: And you have assembled. Actually, you were the co-creator of a web series not too yeah, long ago. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. We we wanted we wanted more of that to to, to get off. Um, but we did uh, we did produce my friend Jenna Johnson and I. We produced a a fun a fun little web series about dating in Los Angeles. Uh, that's never been done before. <laughs> but uh, but we wanted we wanted more. Um, there's just so many awesome avenues nowadays for artists that just didn't exist. When, when I was a kid, (laughs) you just didn't, you weren't able to go out. You had to have a camera on your shoulder with a VHS tape inside of it. But you know, now you can cut a movie on your phone. You can get iMovie on your phone and literally cut a, a film. You know, it's great.
1: Yeah, it's really impressive with what people can do.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and since um for that particular project you were both behind the camera and in front of the camera, pulling double duty. Do you like doing that or is no. that a little too hectic? <clears throat>
2: Not at all. No, no, no. It's uh I yeah, that's what's great to, when you can hire <laughs> producers and they do all that stuff and you can just uh be an actor. But God bless the You know, the, the multi hyphenates, like the real multi hyphenates. I was thinking about, uh, I I saw the Justin Bieber, um, billboard on sunset. No comment on that, (laughs) but I was thinking, you know, 25 years ago, Mark Wahlberg was, was on that exact billboard. And I just thought, Wow. When he was doing Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, did he, uh, did, he, did he think he'd be producing Entourage 25 years later and that the career that he's had with HBO and producing... I mean, maybe in the long term, yeah, but when he was just making a hip-hop album and then wearing underwear for Calvin Klein, he had no idea. Wouldn't it be funny, though, now, if Justin Bieber, 20 years from now, is producing <laughs> one of the best shows on HBO? That'd be pretty... You heard it here first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe 20 years from now I could buy that. <clears throat> but right, you're right. Like I would never guess you,
2: you looking back at you Mark Wahlberg. There's no way that you would have put Mark Wahlberg with that at the time that he would have one of the most important producers in TV and film right now. You go, know, oh. It's pretty
1: cool. You're right, though. It's it's very important to be well-rounded, I yeah. think, for that reason. Yeah. But um, going back to acting, I'm personally a huge, huge fan of audiobooks and voice acting. You are. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I, I was wondering if you had any upcoming stuff for audiobooks.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, we just we just released uh The City Stained Red for bla- uh, with Blackstone Audio and it just uh it just dropped on Audible and iTunes and everything into Blackstone, which is the the first um in a fantasy series by a cool writer named Sam Sykes. Um it's a it's a it's kind of like a Game of Thrones, uh, Lord of the rings Z type thing. Um, cool
1: fantasy setting. Though. Cool
2: fantasy setting. Five characters, a wizard, uh, um, demons, flying warlords, and And I've got all the voices. My favorite one, there's a, this is the actual, um, the wizard is this guy. His name is Tradelion. And I don't know why I wanted him to sound this way, but I just sort of figured that because, um, he's a small wizard and he's, he's able to levitate and shoot fire out of his hands, but he wore glasses and I thought, well, he, but it, and everybody picks on him because so I was like he always had like a sinus infection so and the, they seem to like it so bravo! thank you <laughs> <laughs> thanks yeah that uh, so that, that's available and I guess we'll do uh, we'll probably do part two in about um a month or two.
1: Now, do they let you kind of find the voices for all the characters yeah. or do they kind of or do they kind of give you a little bit more direction?
2: No, no, you you have you. you it, it it depends uh, for something like this. I had full uh, full carte blanche to do what I wanted and then just sort of thought, OK, when they meet this guy, there's a possibility <laughs> that the guys that the, my my editor is going to say, David, maybe you should change that around a little bit. uh and and the the author loved it, so I was like, <laughs> "All right, we're in, we're in." Dredalia. And is now this little pipsqueak, but he still shoots fire out of his hands. So like, he's still pretty badass. Like, you know, he just happens to. Be a little down on himself
1: And if the author likes it It is canon It's in
2: And I I I tweeted him I was like uh, One word Dredaleon And he got like A massive amount of retweets I'm like That's my favorite character I'm in (laughs) So there'll be more of Dredalion in May I think or, Or April or May
1: I can't wait to check that out. That sounds hilarious. Yeah, it's fun. Now, I I do actually have a question because you also did uh, motion capture work for Battlefield.
2: Yeah, we can talk about it now, too. It's coming out in uh, 11 days or something on the 16th. That's exciting. 16th or 17th.
1: I, I don't know off the top of my head but that is exciting it's, it's,
2: it's, it's either march 16th or 17th if you go to um battlefield i think it's just battlefield.com but but cuz that's their only uh game that's coming out but that's i just want more of that like um there's an actor named Benito Martinez who's on uh who's who's so good he's playing Mendoza on um <laughs> on uh house of cards right now Mm -hmm. um he 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 was on the shield for seven years he had a great arc on sons of anarchy and he plays one of the characters in 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 this and uh he's done like five or six video games and this is an actor you've seen for years and we all nicholas gonzalez is one of the leads in this one and we all just were like this is the coolest thing in the world (laughs) like and as a theater actor being in the that room um You know, surrounded like you don't really care that all the cameras are there but you're they call it the volume and all the and 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 in front of the volume is where all the computers are and they're working on your eye motion and all the motion capture and you're able to see yourself on a tv on on a monitor in the sort of bare bones world that they've already created it's it's the it's the reason why at some point Andy Serkis, who um, if you don't know, he's uh, he plays Gollum and, um,
1: King Kong, and King Kong, Planet of the Age,
2: Caesar. Uh, he he will at some point get an Oscar, whether it's a um, Lifetime Achievement Award or whatever. He will get an Oscar because he um, he's like also the second unit director on all of the motion, the performance capture for all of those movies. And he's one of the greatest actors of this generation that the, the, the younger side of the Academy is, is, is uh, acknowledging because you watch Caesar, for example, and after having done some performance capture, realizing everything that Andy Serkis is doing as Caesar is actually him. He just happens to have a computer generated costume
1: all those nuances all
2: of it's all everything that's happening physically is all the actor
1: well i'm really glad you brought that up because i actually <laughs> um wanted to ask you uh on twitter right now and also on a bunch of different social media sites there's actually um a hashtag going on it's it's actually just popped up in the last it? couple of days <laughs> it's uh the hashtag i'm on board uh 2015 and it's a hashtag to kind of Allow voice actors for video games right. specifically and the motion capture actors right. to get a little bit more recognition. Right. I was wondering if you had heard about that at all.
2: Yeah, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's a, it also has to deal with a financial, um, so, uh, yeah, th- th- these, these games, you know, are making a um, billion dollars and, um, and actors, uh, it's just a, it's, it's a financial, um, there are no residuals. Actors don't. We you know we don't make any residuals off of something that makes a, a, a close to a billion dollars. But um, so hopefully that'll change. When the when the contracts for Screen Actors Guild were written, we had no idea, even fifteen years ago, that uh, that there would be an interact. We call it the interactive contract. There wasn't even an interactive contract up until you know, a handful of years ago. So as we've gotten, um, like Battlefield hardline ends up, if you take all of the actual, uh, game out of it, it's a 92 minute movie. We have a full movie, uh, that also has some of the baddest, coolest war stuff that's going on. The game itself is extraordinary. There's a group of us that are getting together to play it on the, <laughs> the day that it comes out.
1: That's exciting. Yeah,
2: like, and we're we're gonna be playing with the writer, so we will know all the. <laughs> we'll have like, a... remember when you had like the 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 Legend of Zelda like um, a little
1: cheat guide. A little cheat
2: yeah. guy. We have the guy who like, <laughs> make a left, make a yeah, you know. Um, so we'll be able to get to the through the whole game. Um, but but it's it's we made a movie, you know, and and and, uh, you know, in the coming years that's, there's going to be more of that, you know? Um, so I am definitely on board. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Where can people go if they want to find out more about that particular movement?
2: I think that's, I think that that is really what it is. The hashtag I'm on board. I should have. Yeah.
1: Well, that's good. Unfortunately, we are running a little bit short on time. All
2: good. Yeah. We but- did well.
1: I wanted to know if there are any other upcoming projects you wanted to talk about while you're here.
2: I've got a big studio um, uh, thing that I'm working on um, in Miami uh, that I can't mention a (laughs) single solitary thing about. But uh, I'll be in Miami in in May. Um, There'll be another audio book coming in May. uh, And... There's this thing in Los Angeles right now called pilot season. Um probably don't know what that is. It's 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 where a bunch of actors are running around frustrating frustrated in traffic. Uh so a lot of us are really uh busy. Um So, but I there'll be something really nice to talk about soon.
1: Great. Well if fans want to keep up with you and all the work that you're yeah. doing and all your social media stuff, where should they go?
2: Go to Ashland DeSantos, uh, both at Instagram or or, uh, or at Twitter and and um that's where I'm at.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming pleasure. in and taking the time to talk with Thanks us. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, my pleasure. I I always enjoy getting Thanks. to talk to you guys. Well, thank you so much, uh, and thank you guys for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter at TheManguin, that's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Uh, thank you so much again for tuning in to listen. We will see you guys next time.
0: From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the After.